Welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast, the show that invites you to take a seat around the community fire and listen to stories that inspire. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson, author, coach, and founder of Athena Wellness, a company that's dedicated to supporting you on your journey to live more wholeheartedly. Hello, and welcome to episode 32. Thank you so much for joining me for this shortened Wellness Wednesday episode, a little midweek boost to help keep your warrior vibe high. Today, I'm joined once again by Karen Delk, executive coach, who shares her thoughts on work-life balance and keeping well in the workplace. Karen Delk is joining me again for this Wellness Wednesday episode. Welcome back, Karen. Thank you. Glad to be back. You mentioned something about blurred lines in our last conversation, and so I'm really interested in getting your thoughts on work-life balance. It's always been a focus, but as you mentioned, it's become critical. A lot of people are experiencing stress and burnout from hours bleed. Uh, As you mentioned, no separation between work and home life. And I was really interested to see that Deloitte comes out with an annual Human Capital Trends Report. And in 2021, the first trend they highlighted was designing work for well-being. And I just love this. It's this proactive approach of keeping the employee well versus treating the negative impact of stress and burnout. So I'm curious on, you know, what are you seeing in the workplace when it comes to work-life balance? Yes, as you can imagine, Kathy, it's a mixed bag. Um, some of the best practices that I've seen is uh, no meetings Monday or, you know, work a half day Friday with, you know, eight to 12, you know, or nine to 12. And then saying, you know, we're not expecting you to be in the office. Take the time to use however you wish. It could be to do laundry. It could be to get an early start on a road trip to do your stay vacation, to take your kids to the park, whatever you want. We're not expecting you to work. Now, initially, obviously, some employees thought, I don't believe this is real. We'll see how it works. Um, But some employees have taken it to heart. And so it does mean that people work a compressed work week of, you know, 10 hours a day, uh, four days a week in order to make that happen. Um, But that's, That has been some of the innovative uh, thinking that I've seen. Um, Others have said, you know, you can work wherever you want. Mm. Um, We're not concerned as long as you meet, you know, the requirements. Um, There are some people whose jobs, they're they're tethered to the phone or they're tethered to, you know, meetings. So they don't have some of those luxuries. But where people can take it, you know, taking control of their schedule organizations have certainly allowed that. That's wonderful. And, you know, the other thing that Deloitte had mentioned was that it's up to the employees to be proactive and to be vocal about mm-hmm. their needs. Do you believe that there's a good give and take um, in order to, that they're getting what they need and they're asking for what they need? I think it depends on the leader in the organization. Right. So you can be in one company and they're going to be a zillion different experiences because of the leadership. Uh, Some leaders are burned out themselves. Mm. And, you know, 
I'm I'm talking to leaders constantly five days a week. Um, and I've noted that around mid-February, you know, after the new year, uh, that's about six weeks after, you know, the Christmas, New Year holiday, I would talk to people and they would say, oh my God, I can't, <laughs> you know, it's only been six weeks, but I need a break. So um, and across industry, across industry. And I think that that exists because of the blurred lines that we were talking about earlier, that uh, I think people need more intermittent breaks because there's a deep concentration on getting work done. And some leaders call their people all hours of the day, uh, you know, or evening and expect them to respond. Um, and so, you know, you're constantly trying to be responsive and then focus on the task at hand. Mm -hmm. So I think leaders need to be mindful that people need a kind of a stream of hours to get work done and then schedule. Mm -hmm. If that business has that kind of cadence uh, to, to let that happen. Mm -hmm. But I do think leaders are burned out and that will spill over to their employee base. Some leaders are, they're just not inclined, not because they're mean spirited, but you know, they're, they're focused on deliverables and they may not think about some of the, you know, chit chat that people need for breaks. I, I talked to a number of people who say, you know, I've been in this chair since eight o'clock and it's now three o'clock. Yeah. I wasn't even able to get up and go to the bathroom. I haven't had anything to eat. So getting those breaks in is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the research uh, said that they were encouraging companies to recognize the link between well-being, our work, and our lives by incorporating that into the um, the criteria and how people are uh, rated as, you know, for the work that they're doing, um, rewarding managers for encouraging well-being, for mm -hmm. micro breaks, which is what you just said, uh, mm -hmm. the importance of that, and investing in new technology and setups um, if we're going to be at this for a while. And there was one thing that I didn't even know existed, something called an LSA, a lifestyle spending account, um, where companies will put call it $100, $200 a month in, a, in an employee's account, and they can use that for whatever healthy habit they want to uh, increase. Uh, they can use it for a dietitian, for a therapist, for a gym membership, their choice. And I thought, wow, what a great benefit. Do, have you seen any of these uh, out in the workplace that I just mentioned? Uh, I'm currently coaching a, a SVP of benefits for a major company. And um, she's indicated she has never been busier <laughs> and it has been constant and steady since the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. trying to be responsive, you know, and innovative, ahead, proactive. Um, she's one example. Uh, there's also been, uh, you know, diversity people who have tried to figure out how to address on a global basis, uh, people who want to get involved in social justice, mm -hmm. right? And see that the company is doing the right thing. So there are segments 
of uh, corporate, you know, roles that have uh, been heavily tapped in, you know, trying to be proactive, trying to respond to the employee requests of, or the, or the suit, the management requests of what can we do? Mm. Um, So it's in pockets, in pockets. Mm -hmm. Well, as a long-term corporate person, it's my hope that corporate America would take the lead on things like this. Um, That keeps me optimistic. Absolutely. Me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Thank you again, Karen. I thank you so much for your time. And thank you for, uh, for sharing your insight with us. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Kathy. It's been a pleasure to talk about these important topics. I'm a corporate person as well. And I think corporate America for the on the whole, has been leading the way and figuring it out, right? Not doing it 100%, but certainly with the yeoman's effort. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are many ways you can spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me. Until our paths cross again, be kind to yourself and show your warrior spirit some love. If you know anyone who could benefit from today's episode, please pass it on. And many thanks for supporting the show by subscribing and leaving a review. It means a lot, and it helps others find their way to our circle. If you'd like to access the show notes, have a question you'd like addressed on a future episode, or would like a transcript of this episode, visit www.athenawellness.com slash podcast. Until next time, be well.